Do you want to have fun, change your life, and change the world in seven days? Welcome to Dance Our Dreams, where I playfully fuse music, motivation, and healing our planet through simple weekly experiments that help you achieve your big dreams and the big dream of our planet, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Aloha. I'm DJ Valerie B-Love, the vibe goddess. Our world needs us to take bold action now, and I believe every little thing we do adds up to make a big difference. Y'all ready to be the change you wish to see? All right, let's rock this. All right, aloha, love tribe. Guess who I have here? I have never had a guest twice on our show, and I believe this woman deserves a twiceness. And one of the reasons why is she reached out to me and she took a big chance and she said, Hey, I like what you're doing. Let's, let's talk. And so she was my very first interviewee and, um, her name is Christine Porter and she has got, hold on. <laughs> so hold on. Let's get soulful connections. These gorgeous cards that I keep on my dinner table with my children. Thank you. And she just wrote this book called the wisdom of you. And I know this is not high tech. Obviously, I'm throwing it up on the screen. But aloha, Christine. Thank you for joining us. Oh, hi, Valerie. It is so wonderful to be here again. And I'm really, really honored. And I remember last year being the very first guest. And it was amazing. And I still have people comment about that podcast that we did together. They just really loved it. And I think we shared a lot of really cool information. So thank you for having me back again. It's awesome. Totally. And more than like, I feel like sharing more than information, which, you know, we can like, you know, get, get our, uh, you know, how to set up the VCR manual on Google kind of information <laughs> thing. Right? Yeah. We can all do that. Yeah. We can, we can all just Google like how to be mindful or how to meditate or how to, blah, 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 right. you know, right. but like when you have a conversation with somebody and they share their wisdom and their strength and their experience and their purpose yeah. with you, it, it ignites the passion in our hearts. And for me, that's what you did. And it was really, really beautiful and sweet. And now that you got to write this beautiful book, which I know is like a monumental task. Um, <laughs> it just, it feels so much, it just feels great. Cause I'm, I'm, we're not VCR manuals. We're not looking as humans. We're not looking for the VCR manual on how to do life. No, I know I'm not. And um, as a former art director, graphic designer that worked in advertising and marketing for about 30 years prior to what I'm doing now, okay, I just dated myself. Um, I hated manuals. <laughs> I mean, I was actually working in the advertising industry where if we needed research, we went to the library or, you know, there wasn't the internet. So that's kind of crazy. <laughs> exactly, the card catalog index at the library it's like do they even have that anymore i don't know but i think you know to your point <clears throat> i know for myself and i know when i i do workshops and speaking engagements and what i try to do with my book is i connect better with people on a human level when they tell me their story right i'm not one that ever learned well by seeing a powerpoint put up on the screen with facts and figures or go open the manual or, you know, to learn information. I'm more about what's the experience and how can I relate to you? And does your story make sense to me? And if it does, then I'm going to tune in. What did you learn? what did you learn in this thing called life? Right? Totally. So that's what I try and do in all of my work as well. And so tell, let's talk to the audience and our beautiful love tribe listeners. What, What's your mission? Like before you die, you're going to be sitting on your grave stone sort of thing. And you're getting ready to like, be like, okay, I'm cool. I'm done. Like literally yeah. like yeah. <laughs> what, what message are you here to share? I love that. That's actually a similar question in my card deck, because that was one of the things that I was thinking about a couple of years ago when I was going through some big life stuff, it's like, what's my purpose in the world? Like what, what legacy do I want to leave to the world? Right. It's kind of like, I don't know if you ever in class ever had, you know, an exercise where write your obituary, right. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. kind of like self-reflection about your life, right. As you move forward. 
And I think one of the things that, that has always been important to me, but only over the last handful of years if I really like acted on it is I've always enjoyed the thought of being a teacher. Mm-hmm. I was that person that my friends and family would come to for advice or when I went through my, my um, coaching education, you know, people would come to me and say, well, you're a coach now. What do you think I should do? And I really enjoyed it. You know, it came from a place of, I want to help people become their best selves. So I think through my books and my products and the workshops and speaking engagements that I do, I think more than anything, I want to help people especially women. I have a connection with women and I think my story resonates better with women and that's not to leave out all our guy buddies. But I think I really want to be that person that helps other women really kind of lift themselves up and reach their highest potential. And it's not about creating another diet. It's not about, um, you know, becoming the best version, the physical aspect of yourself, while that's important and it helps us build confidence, I think what we have a tendency to overlook is how do we become the best version of ourselves emotionally, Mm. right? How can we really find the true essence of who we are, right? And what our special gifts are, because each one of us has an incredible gift that we're here, I believe, we're put on this earth to accomplish. And I think you agree with me too, right, Valerie? (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's why we get along so well um, and enjoy each other. But, you know, there's a lot of treasures that are hidden inside of us. And I think, I think the world as we get older, I think the world becomes more complicated. And I think we have a tendency to put ourselves second and give and just constantly try and achieve and run and and we kind of numb ourselves out we get kind of checked out from what those treasures are what those gifts are what we really need and i think that um, we lose sight of what helps us to thrive i think we need to identify what depletes us and what fuels us and when we can start doing that then we can find all that beauty and that gold inside of ourselves and then we share those gifts to the world and we feel better and the world feels better. And, and, and listening to you, it sounds super easy. Like <laughs> as as I'm as I'm I'm all like, oh my God. Like Yeah. <laughs> check the boxes. She's totally got it all right. But for me, as right. somebody who, you know, agrees with your philosophy and I spread this philosophy as well, yeah. I am not the best executor of the philosophy because I have you know, X, Y, Z situations, whether they're internal or external that fuck me up and it it could be hormonal. It could be the moon. It could be my ex-husband said this instead of that, or it could be because of, I didn't get this client. Now I got this client, you know, all the shit. And it's kind of like, it's, it's the philosophy is gorgeous. It's like this temple of how that we, we aspire wish. to. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're like, I want to jump in that temple and this is yeah, how I'm going to go live. And I'm la, yeah. la, 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 la. And then when you're like in reality of it's your life, whatever it is, you know, whether yeah. it's your sick mother or your kid or your, you know, yeah. the fact that your hormones are weird or whatever, like yeah. how do you, how do you get in congruency with your philosophy with the internal external shit that's going on in reality, you know, yeah. cause again, it's like so easy to like write this pillar of like, mm, yummy. Yeah. This is how we can do it. And for me, like I'm writing this book and I'm like, here's how you do it. And here's your formula and your prescription. And like, yeah. And that's great motherfucker. But like you got all this stuff going on over here. That's like, yeah. it's like sideswiping you and kicking your ass and you are not able to like stand up and rise up to the, the prescription as yeah. well. How does that work for you? And how do you help your clients with those of us who are like on the floor screaming and dying and going, oh my God, is there going to be another breath that I get to take? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's (laughs) really, well, actually um, I've been known to be screaming and crying on the floor and writhing in pain at any given moment too. And (laughs) that's, that's a part of being human. So I'd like to just set that as a caveat. There is there is no foolproof thing you can do in your life at any given time that I am aware of 
<laughs> yeah. like, I'm aware of, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Unless you're heavily medicated in a padded cell somewhere where you are not going to feel all those feelings because it's a part of life, right? So it's yeah. very simple for us to say, look at me, I am Buddha light. I am floating on a cloud and everything's going great. And there are times and moments when that actually happens. But what happens to your point when the kids are sick and they're crying and you have an important meeting in 10 minutes that you need to be to across town and your ex-husband has just told you X, Y, and Z, which is now throwing you for a loop, or maybe you were passed over for that promotion, or you found out a number of bad things have happened to you, right? So it's all about your perspective. That's what I believe because number one, I really believe that, and not everyone does, but I've come to believe that everything happens for a reason. And while that sounds very privileged and contrite to people who are going through really horrible times, maybe they have an illness or their child's really sick or they lost their job. And to say that can sound insensitive. And I don't mean that. What I do mean by that, because I've, I've been in some really tough life circumstances that have brought me to my knees is that I made sure that I stopped and I looked at it and said, what are the lessons here? What do I need to pay attention to? What do I need to learn? Because if it's not happening for a reason, then it just seems cruel in my mind. Why are bad times happening to me if it's not for some greater good or for me to turn down another path? I once heard a really great phrase and it's obstacles are just detours in the right direction. Totally. Right. And we all face those obstacles from time to time. So, you know, with that, I, I do kind of have that philosophy that it's an opportunity for us to stop and look at what we're doing and saying, maybe we're not on the right path. We're not doing the right thing, or there's something else we need to do better or learn from. Um, then I think the other great life lesson in all of this is how do I quiet myself and how do I bring myself back to some mindfulness, right? Mm. which is really difficult to do when you're in a lot of pain. And I can speak from experience with this, yeah. that it's really difficult to meditate and be mindful when you're going through the shit storm of your life. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Right. Because all you think about is your shit storm and you're not like, oh my God, I'm so fucking meditating. You're I'm like, so sad. This sucks my ass. I hate it. I want it to stop. Yeah. God, please yeah. help me stop. Whatever. Yeah. And finding your Zen and your God and your universal power or whatever it is can be really difficult. But here's the thing it doesn't have to be easy and it doesn't have to be fabulous because mm -hmm. it's the down and dirty moments where you stop and you pause and you take a few minutes, whether you can take two minutes, 60 seconds, maybe five minutes. I don't know what's happening in my earbuds, but I'm having a good time over here. But taking a couple minutes and pausing and saying to yourself, what is it I'm feeling, right? Because how often do we really sit down and ask ourselves, what am I feeling right now? Right. You know, we just instinctively go, I'm fucking pissed or I'm annoyed or I'm hurt. And we just, you know, the old programming in our head where we just start crying and going through the same scenarios of how you've done me wrong and I never win and why is this happening? And maybe I'm a victim. And we all have this programming that is intuitively, you know, intuitively kicks in in those moments. But if we can stop that and we can sit for a few minutes and ask ourselves, what is it I'm feeling? You know, what is it I need to learn? In this moment, I'm safe, I'm alive, I'm present, I'm in my body. What is it I need right now? Mm. What is it? I need to say, what is it I need to do? Oftentimes it's nothing. It's just taking a lot of deep breaths. You know, sometimes I put my hand over my heart. There's a dog video bombing. You were hoping for it. Here he is. <laughs> um, come up on your desk right there. I know. He's big. He's 60 pounds. He's standard poodle. His name's Bodhi. Bodhisattva. All right. Bodhisattva. And, uh, He's my spiritual guide, but mm, they anyways, are, aren't they the animals? They like are. literally as much as we're like, Oh my God, I'm it's their so owner. Nice. It's like, no asshole. Like they're your teacher. Shut up and be in service they of your are. pet. Okay. Yeah. They <laughs> are. Pets can teach us so much about ourselves. And, and I, I like to say that I named him Bodhisattva 
because he is a spiritual being. And if you look at bodhisattvas in the Buddhist culture, they were kind of the enlightened souls that stayed here on earth and helped us all elevate to mm. enlightenment. So when I got him, um, it was interesting. He was a holy terror. And everyone used to say, that is no bodhisattva. That is Dennis the Menace on steroids. And I said, you know, he is bodhisattva because if I sit in mindfulness and I look at my dog, I look at how he appreciates and has zealous around life. Everything is wonderment. Everything is perfect. And he lives in the moment of happiness and joy. And so, so you mean he's never sat in the corner and like you like started talking, you know, just like obviously animal to human talking. And he was just in like a place of just judgment. Like this place sucks. This is bullshit. Like you've never had that. Sounds like, like you've, it sounds like you've had this like experience of him experiencing life in like majestic, yummy. Yeah. Because the moments when he's sitting in the corner pissed off at me going, this sucks. It's typically because I had a bad day and I said, no, we're not going for a walk. Go sit your ass down. And he went, don't you understand that we need to go on the spiritual journey and explore our worlds out in the backyard and down the block? And I go, you're right. It's not, it's not you. It's me. It's, it's all about me. It's not so, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he is my bodhisattva, but he's the anyways, best. Yeah. You know, when you, when you are going through those really difficult times and life is shitting on you again, you know, spending a few minutes with yourself and sometimes I'll close my eyes and I'll put my hand over my heart and I will give myself kind of this love talk of it's going to be okay. I love you. You're hurt. You're sad. You're pissed. Whatever those emotions are that are rising up in you, and it's okay to feel them. Yeah, it's okay to feel them. You know, and then you take some deep breaths and you try and release them, and you say to yourself, "I'm here. I'm in this moment. I'm safe, and I will be guided to do the right thing when it's yeah. ready." You know, so my life hack is kind of around mindfulness and meditation. It's really taking pause and getting to cultivate that deeper connection with yourself. And I write about that in my book, that it's really important. You can't, you can't give back. <laughs> you, you can't give anything away that you don't already have inside of you. Right? No, you can't. And, and I think, you know, your self-care hack uh, obviously self-care comes in a trillion ways, as we know, you know, yeah. whether it's putting on a song, whether it's putting on a mantra, whether it's taking yeah. literally three seconds to do an inhale and say, thank you, I'm alive. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I know for me as a caregiver of many people in my life, mm-hmm. I am, uh, I'm constantly seeking a trigger yeah. to get me into self-care. Yeah, and, and I I developed this little thing called snap, like you know, and obviously we all snap. Yes, I remember. Yeah, apart, you, you know, yeah. Start now, achieve progress. Start now, activate power. Start now, access peace. You know, whatever your whatever your jam is, you know. Yeah. Um, Can I just tell you, you know, when you started doing that snap, I really liked it, and it made me think about you know, some of the, the teachings and some of the things I learned around um, mindfulness, because I went through mindfulness-based training. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people, I'll tell them to wear rubber bands or something, totally. right? So it's along the same lines. It's like something My, you touch. There's a physicality. There's a somatic you. experience. Yeah. That and, reminds you. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a sound to it as well. Yeah. So whether yeah. you're snapping or whether you're flicking the thing, whatever. Yeah, a rubber like, band or whatever. Yeah. Figure out whatever your trigger is. And, yeah. and, and that's, I think, I mean, and I'm so guilty. Like one of, one of my biggest weaknesses is driving in the car with my children. I admit that I, I suck at driving in the car with my kids because, um, my daughter and I, she sits in the front seat with me and my son sits in the back seat. And, you know, we're like, Arguments. Do, 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 do. we're driving. Everyone's peaceful. Oh, what did you do today? Blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it turns into something and I'm just like, fuck, I'm down the rabbit hole of, of yeah. trigger, you know? And, and it's like, okay, how do I, how do I snap myself? Whether it's a snap band or a snap finger or whatever. It's like, how do I instantly 
use a somatic sonic connection to something that can help me get back into my power, you know, and it yeah, takes, it takes a second, but yeah. it's that like, it's like, I forget. Cause I, I start going, like I'm trained to go down this ugly rabbit hole with my, my loved ones. And I'm like, okay, I have to reprogram, recode, reprogram, dude, you know, yeah. it's like, we've got, and it takes practice obviously it does take practice and i mean i still think there's there's going to be times where we lose our shit and go that was not a good mindfulness moment but again that's actually a moment where you practice mindfulness and didn't even realize it because you went i just got triggered and look at what just happened so a lot of it is having the awareness right that's half the battle yeah so even though you may lose it initially how do you get it back right yeah. So um, one of the things that I think is, is really important, and I talk about this on my Facebook lives because we're dealing with moving into the holiday season now. Oh my so God. I, yeah. Hey, so we're going to, we're going we're gonna to talk about page 95 of your book, <laughs> finding your balance. Fuck off. Okay. No offense. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you on this podcast to find balance. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have yeah. so much fun like in the holidays. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> and people are going to listen to this after the holidays, but you, know, you and I are talking about it free holiday. So it's good. No, I think it's, but I think it's important. You know, if you can do it during the holidays, you can probably do it at any time because this is when most people are really going to be highly triggered, right? Because Anne Helen's going to drink too much, uh -huh. you know, eggnog with too much rum in it. And then she's going to get in a fight with uncle George. And then your mother's going to end up crying from the room and trying to explain why the family is so dysfunctional. And you're sitting there going, I just made the perfect roast. Why are we not happy? And it just goes on and on. And then there's a the perfectionism that, that hits us around the holidays, right? Like we have to have the perfect gifts, the perfect tree, the perfect meal. So all of this is a great time to practice that mindfulness and mm -hmm. finding your balance, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I like to teach people to do, and I do it myself, is usually a couple nights before <clears throat> I have everyone over for the holidays, I'll actually sit down and just spend literally two or three minutes doing this. What do I hope for this holiday season? What do I hope for this family gathering? What, how would I like it to go? And then I do a little bit of detective work and I turn into a cop and I go, but how do I know it's going to go based on past experience with my crazy family? And I'll bullet a list of who's going to argue and, you know, all the scenarios I kind of know are going to happen. And then I make a quick little list of what's my reaction going to be, mm. right? So what this does is it kind of gives you a little pre-planning. It's almost like it gets out of your head, all the scenarios, you've worked it out. So when you go into that dinner, you go into that office holiday party, whatever you know is most likely going to be a trigger. A <laughs> right, right. You just have a show called Trigger. 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 I like it. It's like a, so like like a horse. <laughs> like, wasn't that the, the horse from the Lone Ranger or something? Yeah, like, trigger. Come on, trigger. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So keep that in mind when you're having your holiday offense, the, the trigger. Trigger. Um, but when it happens, you've almost diffused it and you came up with a game plan. And it really turns into when everyone starts arguing or when people start talking about politics, which typically is going to get people really upset. And triggered. Never, never. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple things you can do. One, you can politely and nicely say to everybody, you know what, this is a really uncomfortable topic and this is a holiday, so why don't we play a game or you distract them into another activity besides the same old talking points that don't serve anybody any good. Distractomatic. Yes. Yes. If there was a game, that would be it. It would be called distractomatic. Distractomatic, yeah. yeah. Well, that's when you pick up soulful connections and you start asking some really interesting questions. Well, let's just go there, just because. Okay, I'm going to segue you. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Okay, there just in case anybody <laughs> is wondering what the hell soulful connections, connections is. On. This is soulful connections. Oh, other way. And so, yeah. this is something that has really helped my family and I, who I have an 11 and a 13 year old now. And I'm like, what do I talk about at the dinner table? Because I definitely don't want to talk about the things I want to talk about. And Christine has made 
like a gorgeous collection. I'm going to pull one right now. I, yeah, I was going to say, pull a question. What'd you get? What is your healthiest ritual? ritual. And like, what a cool thing to talk about your, you know, your life and your children. Cause like their healthiest ritual might be like, I'm about to go play basketball and I have to do the like, like being on my chest or whatever. And my daughter's just kind of like, okay, I have to like take a test and I have to get like, you know, whatever. Like it's great. And I love, love, because these are conversation starters and keepers and threads that connect us because they're soulful connections. Yeah. They're soulful connections, you know? Um, I think they're great. Um, and so this is awesome. And I think honestly, you guys, this was about last year. Hold on. There you go. Same time last year, Christine and I, we were December. Get in tune with your family. And these are tools, you know, and in this day and age, in this modern day and age with social media and all these things, it's kind of like, it's so easy to be disconnected. And I really feel grateful for you, Christine, that you made something that wants, that, that offers us a, a fun, playful, cool way to connect with each other. And so it's like, stick this on your dinner table. Don't move it from your dinner table, you know? And as a single mom, I only get to have dinner with my kids half the time. And even some of the half the times, it's not even a full dinner because one of my kids is at dance class or whatever. And so, you know, it's like, okay, two times a year out of three and six, five days, like a hundred times a year that I get to actually have a conversation with my kids. And I feel really grateful for your prompts, you know, and it helps us get closer. Uh, well, I love that you use them. It's interesting because a lot of people are also using them as part of their journaling and meditation practice. But I have a question for you because I just pulled this question. And one of the things I want you to understand about soulful connections is when you play this game, it's, I call it a game. It's not really, it's just 120 thought provoking questions, but whether you're using this with your family or with your children, are you using it as part of your Thanksgiving dinner to divert uh, some negative conversations? Right. This is practicing mindfulness. Yeah, and you're getting triggered. (laughs) No politics. What is it? So you said it's a mindfulness alert? Well, this is really about mindfulness because you're Mm -hmm. living in the moment and you're asking deep questions and you're trying to connect in the moment. Yeah. We're not, you know? So here's a question for you. Can you see it? No, pull, pull, push it up to the, the camera a little bit more. Hold on. What is the most valuable lessons you've learned in your lifetime? Oof. Right? Okay. Are you asking me or are you just... No, uh, I'm asking you because I think this goes along with your show and everything. It's like, you know, you can't... If, every, if everything happens for a reason and we are supposed to grow and evolve right? And, and find our power, passion, and purpose, mm-hmm. and really dig ourselves out of the tough times, we have to learn from the lessons that we totally. had in the past. So I think it's really good to self-reflect on what have you learned and how has it changed you? Because then you can use that information and move forward. So go, you're on the hot seat. Do you, do you have at least one? Oh. Come on, if you were talking to your kids, what would you say? What have you learned? What are your lessons? It's, yeah, what is the most valuable lesson you've learned in your lifetime? Never put your dreams on the shelf. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Never. Once you finally got your dream, once you finally understand and embrace your mission, your purpose, your divine aligning thing that you're supposed to do, Never put it on the shelf because you think you're supposed to conform to some societal norm of right. the perfect mom, the perfect sister, the perfect lover, the perfect wife, the perfect business person. Never, yeah. ever, ever put your dreams on the shelf. Ever. Ever. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Oh my God, my do you DJ remember thing. that song? Um, I kind of remember it a little bit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Oh my God, I know that song. I used to dance to it in the 80s. Oh my God. We created ourselves. Don't, 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 don't do it. Right? Wasn't it? That run DMC. And, oh my God. All of it, dude. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. I, think, I think I'm a minute older than you, but yeah, we're both in no, the same, actually, same genre. 
we're not. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to an 80s party this weekend to celebrate a 45-year-old's birthday. And I cannot wait. I'm like, how old were you in the 80s? Eight? Oh, my God. I, I know. Was I, was a, I was, you know, I was born in 1970, so I was like, whatever that number is. And I was um, born in the 60s, my friend. You're looking gorgeous. We're both looking gorgeous for, you know. Okay, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who can't see this because you're listening on iTunes, we just high-fived each other. Uh. We did. I got to tell you, though, I really love that answer because I think so many of us really do give up on our dreams. And I think um, what ends up happening is society, our families, whatever, have other expectations for us. Yeah. And I remember when I was in high school, I knew that I wanted to do something with art. And I had, there was an art festival at my high school. And I overheard my grandfather, who was looking at one of my paintings, saying, I hope she plans on going to nursing school or something because she will never make a living at that. Okay. I love you, Grandpa, but fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And so it was great on his 91st birthday, you know, I was like, you know, we were talking about, you know, life review and all that stuff, right? Here he is 91. And he said to me, I regret that I ever said that to you. And I said, you should, because I made, I made over two decades a career out of it. I became an art director and a graphic designer. Now I'm following a different course. And I think that happens for many of us that we have lots of different passions. And as we evolve as people, right, we have yeah new like you Valerie I mean you're doing something completely not completely different it's along the line like there's all the threads I mean there's a thread yeah. there's usually not yeah. less I'm like oh my god I'm going to truncate this thing and just go over here and do yeah. this new thing it's like there's always a thread that gives us uh the next version of our path you know and so yeah yeah and I think more than anything you know and I I that was a little bit of what I was hoping to explain to people with my book, The Wisdom of You, is that, you know, can you find, can you learn to find the courage to go deep inside of you and really ask yourself, who am I and what do I want to do? What is my purpose? What do I want, legacy I want to leave to the world? What are my aspirations and dreams? And then am I, am I willing and able to show up for myself to follow it? Yeah. And that's where the power is. And that doesn't mean for some of us, um, like myself, I quit, quit my job, quit my corporate job. Um, just like that, I was going through a really big life crisis and, um, I just turned my whole entire world upside down Yeah, and didn't have a game plan. And a few months later was off to the races with my company, peace and pair and creating products. And I just knew I was meant to do something else. It doesn't mean you have to blow up your current world to find your, your power, passion, and purpose. And it may not even be that you have to have some big career change. It can be just maybe you always love singing, so you go and take singing lessons or guitar lessons. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have this whole new occupation. But whatever it is, you can do it in stages and small baby steps or you know, if you find you want to really just grab the world by the cojones, blow it all up and start over the next day. Either way, it. you know, it's I all love, good. It's all good. And I love, I really appreciate you speaking to that. You do not have to blow up your whole world in order yeah. to make a change in your life. No. A lot of us who have blown up our worlds, you know, and <laughs> there's a spectrum of, yeah. okay, how am I yeah. going to go to the next chapter? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and as a writer and as a, you know, somebody in a song person, and as a DJ, yeah. it's kind of like, there's times when it's like, nope, you're going to blow up the shit you just did and you're going to go crazy and it's going to be totally different than it was. And nobody's even going to know that that what the thing is going on. Yeah. There's also a time where you're just sort of in the same the same genre as it were, but yeah. there's going to be a little bit of inflection and there's going to be a little bit of shift and there's going to be this like coming back to home, your soul, your heart, your love, your yum yum. Mm -hmm. And they're all good and they're yeah. all right and they're all appropriate and they're all just for you. So figure out what you need and do the thing. Um, I have a girlfriend who, it's interesting, when we were having our parallel kind of uh, life transitions, right? And my life transition involved 
implosion, explosion, destruction, <laughs> like holy fuck, it's fucking yeah. going crazy over here. It's like a fucking like yeah. Sylvester Stallone movie happening, right? Rambo. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like things are blowing up, you know? Whereas she's just kind of like, well, rubber hand the journey and I'm just like I'm going to kind of go to the right just a little bit. But then if I go to the right, like one degree, like in two years, if I go to the right one degree, it's going to be way over here. It's awesome. And so she was just this like beautiful, like, do, do, do. And I'm over here like, you know, but we're both getting what we needed out of the cataclysmic change, even though the cataclysmic change might've been a one degree shift for her. And it might've been like the, the blow up for me. I invite you guys to all of our beautiful listeners, like wherever you're at, you do not have to blow up your life in order to make change. And wow. in order to make change, it's like, sometimes you do need to blow up your life. Yeah. It's both. Yeah. And, and, and I so be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's honoring where you're at. And I used to, there was a time where I compared myself to other people and I would say to the, like your friend where maybe she was just doing you know, the one degree of separation over here to her dream, she was taking it slower. And then you and I are over here throwing grenades going, no, I'm jumping out of this plane. I don't care if the fucking parachute opens. Totally. I'll figure it out midair. Right. That's kind of how I was going, but I was in so much psychic pain. I didn't even care if I fell on the ground at that point. But, you know, it wasn't, it, you know, we all have our own journey. And I yeah. think we all come to this planet. I think we're born with a soul purpose and a contract. Mm -hmm. And um, I've learned to not have judgment with myself so much, to practice self-care and kindness and compassion. And oh, I try yeah. and do that with others because I'm very type A. So when I started my meditation practice, that was, that was whoa, that was a painful process. Because I'm all about, like, wait, I'm not meditating the right way. The fuck is, what's wrong? Why am I not fucking mellow? God damn it. It was. That's exactly what it was. And I like espresso. So it was like, oh my God, meditate in 30 seconds and call it 20 minutes, you know? And it, it was really painful. And then I just kept doing it. I talk about it in my book. And that's why I put these 30 day challenges that I have in my book around meditation and, and a bunch of other tools and techniques. I realized that once I calm myself down, I, I could accept myself more. I could learn more about myself and I could find out, I could catch myself quicker when I'm showing judgment. Cause I, I have a friend who's slow, methodical, you know, it's like the tortoise and the hare and we're mm. both probably going to get to the same finish line. We have the same goal, except, you know, I'm Yours just is more fun. Faster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting there. Sorry. Fans. Like they sound boring to me. I'm already <laughs> sleeping thinking about them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's her path, you know? And does not everyone can be a leader and not everyone can be a follower, yeah. right? We need that push pull. Yeah. And so I've learned things from her that, and she's learned things from me. So I don't know, just to your point, I think we're all on our own unique journey. And if we can honor it and honor others, it's a, it's a good place to be. It's a totally good place to be. And of course, right. if I, I drink a lot of espresso, there's a whole different story behind that. <laughs> I do like me some espresso. I love espresso. I love it. <laughs> it's good. I mean, <laughs> but like, I meditate before I drink espresso. <laughs> yeah. Because then it hits you at the end of yeah. your meditation. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. Um, okay. So let's talk about your song. You chose this and you know, and this is great because you're consistent, which I love your song of the week is a year later. So what did I, what did I say on the very first podcast I did with you? It's, um, Kelly Clarkson's what doesn't kill you. Is it what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, that's not good. Yeah, I know. And it's stronger. so good. And why is yeah. and obviously it seems like pretty self-explanatory, but why is this so special to you as a survivor of so many things? Not a victim. You're not a victim. You're a survivor and a kickasser. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I never. I used to look at myself like a victim years ago. Fuck that. Not, uh -uh. not gonna. Not gonna do it. Not gonna no power do it. That. No. No. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I still a year later, and so we were laughing because I I told you before the show when we were talking, is that um I'm totally a classic rock girl or disco. Those are my two things, right? 
and why I would be listening to Top 40 and Kelly Clarkson. I don't know, but that song hit me about a year and a half ago. And I went, there's my theme song. So if you ever have listened to it, Google the words. You know, it really was, I, I it, several years ago, I, well, not several years ago, about, well, six years ago, I fell in love with someone, um, deeply in love with someone who really betrayed me. And there was a lot of drama and trauma around it. Mm. And I also um, really, really was struggling with who I was. I had lost myself in this relationship. Um, and the other thing that was happening to me is my career that I had had for two and a half decades really was not serving me anymore. I was really, really burned out and I just wasn't happy. Mm. And I had gone through a coaching program a couple of years before, kind of thought, well, maybe I want to do some coaching on the side. And then one day everything kind of just blew up, right? The universe gives you little whispers, I believe. Mm -hmm. And you can either pay attention to them, right? That little inner voice. And if you don't, then exactly. It just steamrolls you over if you don't learn the lesson. <laughs> so that's what happened. In one fateful day, the universe kind of steamrolled me. And I remember a couple weeks later after I made some really big life decisions and kind of went on a different course, I had heard that Kelly Clarkson song and I went, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell right? yeah. Yeah. It's all about showing up for yourself and saying, I am stronger than I even believed I was. It's not even about the person, you know, who you were in the relationship with, because she talks about a breakup. It was more about, oh no, I'm really, really strong and I know who I am and I'm going to stand on my own two feet and I'm going to thrive and I'm going to rise even stronger than I ever could have thought of out of all this adversity. And mm. everyone can do that. Everyone can do it. We all have that power inside of us. We just have to learn how to unleash it and tap into it. And, and so I'd ask you at this moment, like, cause for me personally, like I've had a couple weird days, you know, recently it's like, whatever mercury retrograde and the full moon and, and there's a full shit. moon tonight valerie i know it's like all it's yeah. legit i swear to god it's legit and that's why yeah. the oceans rise and they don't they it's a universal energy that rises and falls with the moon and the cycle absolutely i mean they talk about it in quantum physics so yeah. it's a real thing it's not just no it's it's not woo-woo shit and and it's like yeah. literally oceans like as a sailor and as yeah. somebody who's like traveled around the world on a boat yeah. like i understand like what happens to the tides yeah. during yeah. the full and the new moons and right. so you're not living in a consistent flat line like well at 12 o'clock it's going to be like three feet fire and da, da, da. Yeah. It's, like the shit is constantly changing and so i am somebody who resists hippy dippy stuff even though i embrace hippy dippy stuff it's weird. <laughs> yeah. i do it's like this yeah. kind of like eh, eh, now because yeah. like i'm like well what's the truth filtering mechanism that gives me uh true results or true ability yeah. to kind of guide, you know, but I really do. I, I know that like there are times of the month, yeah. whether I'm a woman and I'm having my moon cycle. Um, and you know, men go through that also. Holy cow. And they, you know, yeah. it, obviously yeah. in their, in their own journey. And so, you know, we're, we're doing that right now uh, with this full moon, with Mercury in retrograde, with all the other stuff going on. And so, um, so I, I've had a, I've had a minute of like, oh my gosh, like I got to just run away and go hide, you know, even though I'm supposed to be this like, like Val strong. But isn't, and, but isn't that self-care? It's acknowledging yourself, right? And what you need. It's acknowledging yourself and what you need. And it's like, we're so set up for failure mm -hmm. in our system. Mm -hmm. Like nobody says, well, <laughs> Christine, go take some time. <laughs> you know, honey, I know you're on your 27th day of your cycle, and the moon's doing this thing. So you just, right. you just go, girl. You just go, girl. You just go get right. in that bed. You put your snuggie on, and you go have your little tea. You have your little chamomile tea, and you just go rock some like nothingness. Fuck right. that. And so we resist nature's cycles, and we get our asses kicked. Mm -hmm. You know. And so how can we align ourselves with the cycle of nature? and practice of mindfulness and self-care that is your, you know, 
experiment of the week. Yeah. How do how do we how do we do both? Because we've said yes to this society that we live yeah. in. Otherwise, we would obviously go jump on an island and go like I'm just gonna go in cycles with the moon. Yeah, like we're not doing that. Yeah. So, how do we who are people who say yes to this this yeah. this cyclical rhythm? Um, how do we stay strong and and take care of ourselves? And that. That's an awesome question because I talk about this a lot. Um, one of the things that I think is the most important thing is people get very hung up on um, doing big self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have to have, you know, I've worked, you know, six months straight for 70 hours a week. And as entrepreneurs, we know how we can get caught up in that, that rat race of pushing ourselves way too much. And then, you know, by the sixth month, all of a sudden we're falling down and now we need to have a weekend of just, you know, spa days and, and trying to regroup. Well, that's how I used to live when I was working um, at my old job and I was in management. I would work constantly and then there would be, you know, this fourth or fifth month and I'd have to take a week off and go to a yoga and meditation retreat. And then about 24 hours back into the um, company gig that I had, I'd instantly be right back to that frenetic pace. Right. So it's nice to have big self-care vacation weeks and things like that. But more than anything, I think it's practicing self-care on a smaller scale daily. So what are some things we can do? Number one, you know, when you first wake up in the morning, and I hear this all the time from people, and I used to fall victim to it too. Very rarely do I do that anymore. When you first wake up in the morning, I want you to do a quick 60-second body scan. I want you to keep your eyes closed. I want you to take a few deep breaths, and I want you to lay in bed, and I want you to truly feel your body, starting from your feet all the way up to your head. Are you warm? Are you snuggly? I say this because you and I are both in winter climates now. Um, for our friends in California, are you cool? Are you, you know, are you comfy? Um, you know, how does the bed feel? How do my legs feel? Where am I stiff? You know, what, what was I dreaming? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? And just take like 60 seconds or two minutes if you can and practice that, right? Before you just automatically jump out of bed and reach for your phone. Mm -hmm. So once you do that practice, then I want you to slowly climb out of bed, go to the bathroom if you need to, get yourself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. I want you to give yourself a few minutes where you sit down five, 10 minutes, maybe close your eyes, do a brief meditation, maybe practice a little bit of mindfulness of, isn't this wonderful? I'm sitting here enjoying this hot cup of tea or my favorite cup of coffee or espresso. Mm -hmm. And just take a few minutes to ease into your day. That is a beautiful self-care practice right there. Then you can go on to checking your emails and your phone and getting ready for work. Another quick little hack is when you get into the car and you're driving to work or you're driving to your first appointment, don't turn on the radio or the news or be looking at your phone. Or I used to live in California and I used to do this all the time. Try and read the paper while you're in traffic, put makeup on, you know, all the crazy <laughs> stuff that you do as you're sitting on the 405 freeway. <laughs> don't be that woman that I'm looking at in the next car who's reading a paper. Yes, I oh. used to do that, but I was constantly trying to pack all my life into mm -hmm. this hour and a half commute, right? That's the thing. You're fucking packing your life into this, these little micro it. moments. And it's like, what's the most no. important thing that you should no. be doing in those micro moments? And what is your life that you want to be packing? And so, yeah. so is when it? You're sitting, yeah. So when you're sitting in the car and you're about to go to your next appointment, actually be in the car, you know, look around you, experience what the weather is like, what it looks like outside the window, the trees, you know, um, just live in that moment you know, not run through your to-do lists and all the meetings and all the things you have to do, but just kind of be aware and present of what's going on around you and not be distracted by the music and the news and the phone and the, you know, honking of the horn and just practice some deep breathing. A little bit of self-care. A little bit of self-care self gets you everywhere, baby. Okay. I love it. Okay. So all right, guys, I know you're, for those of you listening on the podcast, you can't see this, but the wisdom of you, God, you're so pretty. Thanks, <laughs> Look at you. You're like radiant and glowing. You're like, what am, you're one of my teachers. I love you so much. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you for the opportunity. 
and I love, and I love, hold on, hold on, soulful connections, soulful connections. You guys, I swear on my life, if you have children or people that you want to connect with who usually give you a one word answer of how you doing, fine, like this is a great way to break the ice with them. Um, And I have to say, so the wisdom of you is on Amazon, but people will not find soulful connections on Amazon. They have to go to peaceandpair.com. Okay. So let's talk. Yeah. So let's talk about how can everybody find you, Christine? Mm. So you can find me at peaceandpair.com and that is spelled like the peace symbol, P-E-A-C-E and A-N-D and then pair like the fruit, P-E-A-R.com. Tell me why you pick. Uh, you told me the last episode, which is our first episode. Why did you pick Peace and Pair as your name? I picked Peace and Pair because it was a fun play on words. I had started my coaching practice about six or seven years ago, and it's about the mind body connection, right? So, peace is finding peacefulness within and within mm-hmm. our world. And then, pair, I don't know if any of you know a little bit of trivia, back in ancient times, was known as a peaceful fruit. It's also low glycemic and super healthy for you. So it was about combining that mind and that body holistic wellness. It was a fun play on words and that's my story. I love it. Peacehair.com. <laughs> so look for Christine. So, yeah. okay, really quick. Um, Verona Street Animal Shelter is your organization of, of the week. Tell yeah. me why. Um, I really, really love this animal shelter. They do a lot of work in the inner city with abused and stray animals, and they don't get enough attention. Mm-hmm. They're not one of those glamorous, um, big shelters, so they get very little attention, and they're, they're running on limited funds, and a friend of mine donates all so much time to the board on the Verona Street um, Animal Shelter. And so I, the other thing I really love about them is they actually take animals out into the inner city schools and they do a lot of education on how to take care of animals and animals as companions. And they're teaching children compassion and love for all beings. So they're a great program for on a street animal shelter. I love it. So guys, we're going to have this on the website at djvaloriebelove.com forward slash podcast. And I'll have all the links that Christine mentioned, but you know, it's funny, Christine, like when I was just, you know, doing my little thumb exercises this morning on Facebook and uh, ah, it took me a second. I was like, what happened to Valerie's thumb? She didn't tell me. And got it. You're a good one. Oi. Oi. But what I saw was, and, and, I, and I reposted it, so I don't know if it's on my personal page or on the DJ Val page, whatever, but there was something about, and I've seen this many times, about children coming into shelters and reading to animals. Mm-hmm. And it showed a picture of like this row of you know the caged animals mm-hmm. and the children with their backpacks and they're just like sitting there and they're probably, you know, seven or eight yeah. years old, who knows, but yeah, young children reading. Yeah. And, and I know for me as somebody, as a young kid, I didn't feel comfortable reading in front of people. I didn't have a stutter, but I, my ex-husband had a stutter. So there's all these like things that like you can overcome with like yeah. partnering with animals um, yeah. to help them feel more loved and comforted and to help the humans feel more human. And it sounds like Verona Street Animal Shelter does that in its own way. And I I love that that's what you chose. And I hope everybody can, you know, I think about one of the reasons I chose to do the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and to talk about uh, a philanthropic organization each week. If one person, one human being decides to say yes to Verona Street or to SDG number one or whatever the thing yeah. is. And then all of a sudden that trickles into their family and then it trickles into something else that's in their community. The, the, the magnitude of change that can happen from one human being saying yes is, is monumental. And I, I just, that's why I wanted to do this. And I know it's a little weird. And some people are like, what do you mean? You've got an SDG of the week and you have a song of the week and you have a philanthropic organization of the week and you have a person and then that. And I'm just like, guess what dudes? It's a spider web and a tapestry called life. And so to try, you know, some people are like, you should just be like narrow and niche and just do like, 
women's sexuality or, you know, how to make, you know, pie from yesterday's leftovers, you know, whatever the thing is, you know, <laughs> like. But we're too complex. We're and so complex. Pieces that make us whole. And it's kind of like what you talked about. I saw you did a, I think you did a, a story um, on Instagram or something where you picked up a piece of trash and you were talking about if everyone picked up one piece of trash, how much cleaner the world would be. And I remember going, you know, good for you, Valerie, that you talk about that because I think we all get overwhelmed and think we have to do this big global project. And I think nonprofits, the big global nonprofits get the bulk of the share of funds and donations. And meanwhile, it's like the Dalai Lama says, what can you do to help your next door neighbor? It starts in your own community. So rather than being overwhelmed and think you have to do all of these big things, kind of like I talked about with self-care, mm -hmm. start small, just integrate a little bit into your daily life. And then we can all become soulful warriors. Do you like exactly. that? <laughs> soulful warriors. I love soulful warriors. And it's I true. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I think that's where true empowerment Yes. shows up in yeah. in reality it's not about the conceptualizing of well yeah. if i do this and i have this master plan and la 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 it's like no how many of us can what do that? did you do today yeah. what's the yeah. one thing what's the tiniest thing you did and imagine if a million of us did that imagine if 10 million yeah. 100 million could you imagine power and I'd love, and I'd love, thank you. And I appreciate that you are reflecting on that tiny little, I, I know it was like last week. I'm like, well, I'm walking around doing a Facebook story or whatever, yeah, Instagram story. And, and it was one of those, like, I'm going to start trying to document like what I actually do on a daily basis to make Because you're walking the walk. And I'm not, I'm not anybody. Like I'm still like, you know, I use electricity. I don't drive a hybrid. I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect, but like, Here's one tiny thing yeah. that might inspire someone else to do something. And then yeah. it's like, what's the butterfly effect of that? And exactly. that's, I think, where, again, the DNA and the ethos of Dance Our Dreams and doing these micro hacks yeah. each day, yeah. you know, when we go out and we're like, fuck, we're going to make a big difference on this planet doing that. So, Oh, I think so. It's better for all of us to just do our little small part, even just showing compassion yeah. at the grocery store. I mean, it, it's just so important. It just to put a smile on somebody's face because I think we're all so stressed out and we're hyper vigilant of, you know, our to-do lists. And I think many of us are just running frenetically and we're checking out. Totally. So one little small thing you can do makes, I think, more of a ripple effect than, you know, three people doing huge things, you know? So I think you're never too small you're you're never too unimportant you know everything we're doing is making a difference in other people's lives you know and so that's the gift we give back to yeah. people and it's important it's important what you're doing is important what i'm doing everyone and people need to understand and practice more love with each other yeah. you know but it starts it's an inside job because if you don't love yourself and you don't have compassion for yourself, how, how can you share that with the world? So exactly. that's what I'm trying to do is get everyone to come back home to themselves and, and really check back in. Yeah, baby. Come on home. Come on home. And I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Okay. So um, uh, two things. Where can everybody find you on social media and web and internet? the interworld web thing that we have here. <laughs> the internet. So everyone can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And I have a YouTube channel. And all they have to do is search Peace and Pair. Peace and, and all Pair. Awesome. Yep. And if you had one more thing to say, last thing to say to the world before you said goodbye in this Ooh. body, what would it be? I would say I love you. And I would say I acknowledge everybody and I would say spend a little time with compassion and love for yourself and give that gift to your children, your partner, to yourself to just say, you know what, I am a work in progress. I'm not perfection, but I'm doing the best I can. And just give yourself that break, right? And take a moment 
to practice a little bit of self-love in whatever way, shape, or form you can do. That's what I would say. And I would also say, join me in January because Valerie, you've agreed that you're going to come on my Facebook live show. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. So we're going to figure out the date when we're done here. Too. Anywhere you tell me, just I'll yeah. show up and I'm yours. Yeah. So yeah. I love you. That's awesome. Thank you. I love you too. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. How about we all do the yummy thing that we get to do at the end of these episodes. Let's take a big inhale of self-love too our beautiful beings and exhale peace out to our planet. All right, big dream dancers. I know you want to start making a difference in your life and the planet today. So head on over to djvaleriebelove.com forward slash podcast for your free dream sheet for the weekly dance our dreams experiments. And remember, I'll check you out on Facebook live every manifesting Monday at 11, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on the DJ Valerie Belove page for support on each week's experiment. And I really, really do know how busy you are and it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so other badass changemakers like you can benefit from this show too. Sending from my heart to yours. Peace, love, and aloha.